Hi there! You're welcome back to the Bezo Smart Podcast Series, your number one financial literacy podcast. I'm your host, Ashley Buranyante, and today we'll just be talking about setting up and creating streams of income, whether you're on campus or after school. And my special guest today, Ignatius Hills, is going to share his experience and then we can learn from his story. Hi, Ignatius. Hello, Ashley. You're welcome. Thank you. It's a pleasure to have you on set. Same. I haven't seen you in a in a while. <laughs> nice to see you. Yeah. Can you give us a bit of background info about yourself and what you do and your business? Thank you for this opportunity. My name is Ignatius Aute Hills and I'm to consulting. The aspect of consulting, mainly business consulting. And how did I start? First, it started as an idea where back in school, Ken USD, I found myself competing in certain tech contests and other innovation competitions. So what happened There's some of my competitors or some colleagues had challenges developing their business models, developing their business plans and everything that has to do with documentation with regards to what they have to present to qualify for whatever competition they are in. So it's, it dawned on me, how can I help these people to better position whatever documentation they are on? And I must say that through these processes, I was doing it for them pro bono and it developed into a business which wasn't formalized yet where I was taking in cash from some entrepreneurs to help them with documentation. So documentation will have to do with drawing your structure, drawing your business plan, drawing your business model, proposals, everything that has to do with writing. And money was coming in, yes. And I formally got it registered after school. That was after being in the corporate space for a while. Yes. And then I formally registered it and it's been a great journey so far. Awesome. Awesome. You started back in tertiary. Yes. Right. That's to show that. And you're currently running this, right? Yes. You don't do your former job anymore. So. No, I don't do my former job. What I do now is it's evolved. You know, businesses evolve. Mm -hmm. So now we are into the business development space where we develop the businesses or startups. We have a number of startups that we've grown them over the period and actually brokered some deals in okay. terms of contracts for, for the their startup. businesses. Okay, before we come to that though, I just want to be sure on the fact that this is something you started in school mm-hmm. and then now you're doing it full time. Yes, I started in school. And it was on pause when I was in the corporate sp- space, mm-hmm. full-time corporate job. That was into business development, customer service, and then tech development. That was after school. Doing? Yes, that's what I was doing before I formally got it registered. And even when I was in the corporate space, it was a side hustle thing. Side hustle thing. Yes. No problem. So back to when you were in school and you first noticed this problem of individuals facing difficulties with writing their business proposals and all of that how were you able to okay you write proposals for them so you didn't need much funding i guess 
I write, yes, I didn't need much funding to start the business. Mm. What I needed was to equip myself, gaining the knowledge, learning, taking up some courses online to understand how the, the dynamics work. And even sometimes I have to actually apply for some of these competitions for the startups. Okay. Yes. So, this is at the latter stage, right? Yes. You're talking currently. Okay, but I'm going back to the tertiary moment. Mm -hmm. Because you were just writing for them, or because you were writing for them, you were using your brain power to write for them. You didn't really need much capital to start your business. Not really. Not really. Mm -hmm. But at the moment, what are some businesses you think young people can start and all they need is their time? All they need is maybe you taking your computer to go research or learn a skill and then you can start making some money through that. Good. Through your experience, I mean. Yes. So, uh, one could be starting a music training or a, an instrument training business. Okay. You remember I introduced someone to you mm -hmm. who the taught violin. you. Yes, who taught oh, you yeah, the violin. The lady. Yes. So she was in school back she then. She was yes. teaching people how to play. She was play. teaching people how to play. She's taught children of some musicians in Ghana okay. how to play the instrument. And it's a good business. I want to relate to practical fields. Mm -hmm. So aside that, as a student, you can also venture into events. With events, you don't I don't mean event management, but Look at the space where you can go into ushering, ushering services. To make some extra cash. Yes. I actually did that in school. Mm -hmm. I had a group of ladies, both in Legon and Tech, and we we're handling events for, you know, SRC organizes events, okay. other business people organize events. So we're taking up those contracts and you didn't need funding or cash, uh, so much cash to start. It was just about talking to them. Oh, hello, I want you to do this. And then you talk to whoever organizes the event. I have these people who can actually take up the ushering service for you. And it's a good And they business. pay you and you start from there. Exactly. So with the ushering and then you mentioned something before. Music. 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 So you know what? She could even like record it and like put it online. Good. And then people pay yes. for it. So she doesn't necessarily have to come to you every time. Exactly. Exactly. Right. Mm -hmm. Because I... I think I signed up for a class like that once before you connected me to your girl. Okay. The guy had just posted Recorded. his videos online. That way, even when he's not around, you can still be making money. Exactly. Okay, so back to Hills Consult. Where did you get the name from? Or your your, your surname, obviously. Uh, Hills, you know, the reason I took this name is, and even the logo for my business is actually an eagle on the mountain. Yeah. And the reason is, we want to, you know, the qualities of an eagle, right? And your eagles usually fly mm -hmm. on mountains okay. and the like. So we want to view the businesses of people from another perspective, not the normal perspective. And in doing that, we help you point challenges or problems you wouldn't notice on a normal because, fine, you are executing your plan. And sometimes in executing your plan, there are other unforeseen things that do come. So we want to see those things and help you in in the pursuit of your business. Okay. So you don't drift from your vision, the, so your, your you core mandate. So as a guide, exactly. basically, for 
young businesses that are coming up. Exactly. Mm, okay, that's cool. Uh, there was something you said I wanted to tap on. Yes. When you first started and you mm -hmm. identified your problem and then you started to give out your service, you mentioned it was for free. Yes. Because you wanted to build the trust of your clients. Exactly. So is that how young people should I think about it when they are coming from, uh, when they are in campus and they are now trying to set up something? Yes. Let me share this story. I remember there was this lady who was working in the government institution that was doing national service. And every time her boss would give her task, write this letter to this company, write this letter to this government agency. So she was in the PR department. And funny enough, I had to do all these things for her for free. And I felt it was giving me this experience to do or handle documentations. So I was doing that for free. And what happened was eventually she got promoted mm -hmm. because her bosses actually enjoyed her work mm -hmm. and it got her extra recognition and all. Okay. But to me, it gave me the experience and the exposure because through her, I was able to get some clients, top paying okay. clients through her because she knows my works and she because of that, you. the recommendation came. So I think young people, students should try doing some pro bono for some time because you're in school and then through that you gain the experience. Treat us in the business world. Yes, money is important. But if you're not, if you don't have that value, how would you cash in on whatever you want to make money from? So it's, it's value in exchange for money. So build the value for some time. I'm not saying do pro bono for a long time. Build value. Build value. Do free stuff for some time. You can give yourself a period. After which, when you know, oh, I've been able to build this skill over, over the period, then I can start charging you for whatever service I'm providing. Okay. When you were in tertiary and you first started, at that point, would you say that your relationship with your personal finances influenced your business finances because you are your own accountant, you are mm -hmm. your own marketer, your own CEO, you are basically doing everything. So if your personal finances are not solid, I wonder how that's going to affect your business finance. Good. So I've learned lots of lessons with regards to personal finance. First, in school, while I was doing the writing business for people, I was also, <laughs> I've tried several businesses. So I know I was also doing other, other stuff like business. And what happened was cash was coming, right? I was getting cash in school and all. And... You know, with regards to cash, it's like if you get complacent, you wouldn't know how to manage it. And if you don't manage it well, it can slip. It can slip like. So I took lessons from this book. Um, when I remember the. Babylon. Yes, the Richard Man in Babylon. Yeah, Richard Clarkson. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So. He talked about the lean pest and then uh, saving a percentage of whatever you earn. And then that's like, he was talking about gold and then making the gold work for you. Mm -hmm. So I took that 
at the tail end of tertiary where I, I saw that no i need to actually be serious about my personal finances and that got me learning from experts you know your business money or finances that you gain in your business you need to know how you know that it's for business and then your personal finances so even if you're paying yourself from the business make sure you keep some for let's say you're, in, you're still investing in your business so obviously as a business grows the money too grows you don't uh you don't go picking or using what's for business or for personal use and then when it gets exhausted you are back to zero some people sort of mix the two accounts so their personal account and their business accounts are the same thing so you buy something online you pay it to let's say their personal hmm. wallet and their personal money is also there so it's hard to really do that yes yes so one thing is i read this story or this article online it was from a friend and he was saying that now in ghana some business people actually take the company's check book and send it to funerals weddings to show off so you're with girls and then yeah you sign a check for them using the company's business account and it shows that you're not actually following a structure or you're not disciplined when it comes to managing your company's finance because money meant for the business should grow the business your personal finance shouldn't mix with that. It's like, I wouldn't be too harsh, but it's like mixing kerosene with fire. Mm. It becomes... Blow up. Yes. Right. Um, what values would you say are important when you're starting out your first business on campus? <laughs> Interesting. I'll say... You should be concerned about your integrity okay that's a key thing because when you're starting your first business your first customer you're selling something to him not just your product you're selling yourself so your integrity is very important based on how you treat that customer it will, det- it will determine how this customer will come back and that customer can be your marketer telling people to tell other people about your business and i must say that's one of the things that has kept me in business throughout aside marketing yes they know that oh with this guy he's a go-to guy do the he'll do it for you and then yes you get the value you want so integrity is one and another thing will be respect integrity and respect because with respect you don't know you, you don't judge a book by its cover mm-hmm. i've seen some customers who don't look like they can actually afford what you are charging them but actually do pay for it so let me give you a clue a, uh, a customer who doesn't look it and is well connected and you charge him let's say a five thousand for something and he doesn't even negotiate he pays but before he came to you you were like where's this person will he even 
Will you even afford what I'm charging? Yes. But there are other people who, oh, you think, oh, this person is, oh, I think he dressed, he's dressed well, he looks good and all, but actually can't afford that and negotiate. So respect is very important. It's, it cuts across. Respect people you meet as you go through the business ladder because they are the same people you meet when you come down. Awesome. I had a bad experience one time and it had to do with attitude. So okay. she's also a young person in school. She has a she has a hair business. And she was very rude because she is at a good position at the point where she's really good at what she does. So even if you don't come to her to do your hair, she's going to fill up that spot very easily. And because of that, she's using that as a reason to disrespect people and show a bad attitude and I don't think people realize that having a good attitude is very important because sometimes you may not even have extraordinary work but because I had such a good time talking to you or it was such a pleasant experience yeah. I'd return mm-hmm. yeah, we, we, you see with attitude it's like if you think oh I'm making money look at the story of Kodak I don't know if you you, you 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 trace back to history. Kodak was doing very well, but lost it at a point. If your attitude as a business person, you think, oh, you have the customers, and then the money comes in, yes, and you become complacent at a point, or when it will get to a point where. You know, there's this saying that even the sea takes in rainfall, right? Mm -hmm. So if your attitude is driving people away, is is driving some customers away, these customers will go and market you badly to other potential customers. So if you're supposed to get 100 and then 10 out of the 100 go and then badmark you and say your services are poor. These 10 people have friends, right? And their friends also have friends. So you see how bad news travels faster than good news. So attitude, if you're not treating your customers well, they will catch up on you and maybe in the long run, you see that no, I, should, I did a big mistake yeah. by driving them away. So it's very important. With the amount of working experience that I've gathered, I have learned that you should sort of build goodwill. That anytime you do a piece of work or anytime you complete a task, you should ensure that you do it very well, like very thoroughly and very diligently. That at the event where or in a situation where you miss something, well, this thing is just off like you didn't do well. whoever is in charge of you whoever you are serving whoever you're giving it to will just turn a blind eye because for 99 days you know that i know as for this person this is how she does her thing so as for ignatius and hills consults if you give if i give you a contract that hey i want a business proposal by friday and then you send it two days after that's unlike you because I've been working with you for so long. So mm-hmm. because I have that track record, I look at it and I remember that I wouldn't just leave you because your attitude has been good so far. Your work ethic has been good so far. So 
I think that's something that people should look at as well. Yeah, that plays in the customer retention mode where you know with the consistency and whatever you're delivering, they develop that satisfaction. So it grows beyond just customer and business owner relationship. It becomes like a, a, an equity-based relationship where the person grows with you, knows you, knows the business and grows with the company or grows with the business. So they're yeah. able to even share testimonials and share success stories. So even if it's off, they know that, no, this is maybe something actually caused this and they're able to deal with it instead of you not living or giving up that excellent service consistently because consistency and excellence actually makes a difference right when you completed school and you started working at your former place mm -hmm. uh you were still doing health consults on the side yeah at what point did you feel like health consults was giving you enough money for you to be able to quit your 95 and then 100 percent focus on your side hustle? um i'll say it was you know I, I i'm someone who believes in gaining different sources of income so what was happening was fine the nine to five was fetching me money but it got to a point where what i was gaining from the business was more than that from the nine to five job okay and it was it became so demanding like um Question though, were you spending more hours working every nine to five than with your business? Yes. Okay, and it was bringing you less amount. Exactly. Of so, so at that point, that's when you. Yes. So at that point, that was when I took a decision. It was a hard decision because in the company like this, I, uh, it was a tech startup, and I was, I was, I was, I was sort of managing people within the company, managing people. And then driving the ideation process and we actually scaled up but we it was it was going big but the challenge was i was sort of getting drained and it was taking so much of my time and i needed to focus on the business because now lots of clients are demanding a lot from you and the time is limited deadlines are in and you have to deliver so what do you do even if you outsource sometimes that's one challenge i i, I noticed with outsourcing sometimes you outsource and then it's not to the excellent standard you actually deliver to your customers mm -hmm. so i had this experience where i made someone do something for a client and it was the, it was sent to the person and the, the client was like, no, this is not me. Who did I give the work to? You get it. Okay. And I, I, I felt, no, this thing, I should have done it myself. Mm -hmm. So sometimes your side hustle can become so demanding. And that's where you need to think of structure, formalization, and then grow the business so okay. that... Actually, there's fulfillment. There's fulfillment. Yes. Ignatius, uh, from your experience with your business and your personal finances, what do you think has been the biggest lesson you've learned so far about money? Hmm. 
biggest lesson? Yeah. Can I say biggest two? Okay. Mm, number one, money. Or I like to say wealth instead of money. Wealth or money, before you get it, it's sometimes the, the starting process looks hard. But when you when you get wealth and you understand the rules of handling money, it becomes a good servant. And you can actually put it to use to make more. That's my biggest lesson. That's your biggest lesson. Yes. Awesome. We are done with our episode. Uh, it was a pleasure talking to you. So where can people reach you on social media? Yeah. Uh, for Hillscrawls, what is on Instagram? Your business page, yeah. Yes. Okay. It's on Instagram. You can look at us on LinkedIn. Mm-hmm. Not Facebook yet. Because we, 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 we have a strategy to get some kind of people from these channels. So Instagram and LinkedIn. And my personal page, Nashus Hills, you said you see me there. And well, that's it. You have any last thing to tell our listeners? Um someone who believes in entrepreneurship, wealth, okay. investing. And I think when young people take up these things who actually revolutionize the country and the continent because we shouldn't develop that over-dependence on the government. Right. Let's build to actually get people and transform lives. You mentioned that you are someone who believes in investments, right? So what are your favorite investment packages? Oh. <laughs> what are your favorite investments? Like, what are you currently investing in? So with investment, what I do is I have a number of areas I'm, I've actually invested in. Mm-hmm. Number one, real estate. Oh. I believe in real estate. Okay. It's an area that has been there since time immemorial. Okay. Real estate, another area is agriculture. Mm. And another see, big thing. Many Ghanians move into that now. Another big thing is crypto. Oh, you're a believer now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Crypto yeah, is. I'm telling you, is the is the next big thing in ten years to come. Yes, if we start now, we're going to actually cash in ten years. Are you seeing what's happening years. with the markets right now? <laughs> Crypto, crypto is the future. Honestly, crypto and forex. Okay. Good. Okay. So, <laughs> <laughs> I just saw this funny, funny meme where you'd have your traditional investment person telling you that, you know, don't invest in stocks or don't invest in wow. um, bonds because let's say it's just going to give you like seven percent mm-hmm. annually, you know, and. Let's say like the inflation rate is also seven percent. So in the end, you're not really mm-hmm. making much. Mm-hmm. And then back to or fast forward to twenty twenty two, where <laughs> you're like losing fifty percent of the money you invested in crypto because it's just dipping. You know, like, oh, that was no, funny. but you see, that's something about money. Money has its rules. If you if you are impatient, it's like putting a seed in the ground. 
if you don't give it time to grow, how how you, you would you expect to put a mango seed in the ground today and expect to get mango fruits in twenty days? Yeah, no. So just be patient and watch it grow. It's no problem. <laughs> I'll pick up that conversation later. <laughs> Thank you so much for coming here. Thank you guys for staying through with us till the end of the episode. You must know that anytime you take that decision to watch one of our videos or listen to the podcast, wherever you are listening, it's a really great step because I'm so proud of you. This is how it starts. You get there, girl. Before you get there, guy, I'm rooting for you. Until next time, be diesel smart.